Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of December 18th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Gordon. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, man. What's been going on with you? We well, are uh, we are kind of a. Uh, usually, we shoot this on Friday. We're recording it Monday, mm-hmm. and then I'm not sure if we'll post it Monday or Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, you yeah, know, we I might was be a day would, late. Yeah, I was thinking I would put this one up. Uh, because this is for this week, so I was going to put this one up tomorrow, and right. then uh, later in the week we can record for next week as normal, hopefully. Um, yeah, this week, uh, just due to scheduling and everything, um, I went and kind of did my Christmas early, so, um, you know, out of town and everything, but, uh, you know, we still want to put out the show for everybody, so we're back, we got the releases for this week, we will be, you know, a day late, but hopefully that's not too much to bear so we only really missed one release um most of the stuff's coming out on the uh, 19th and 20th for yeah. this week so um yeah other than that i mean uh i haven't gotten a chance to jump into the new stuff for battlefront 2 um haven't really been playing much of anything to be honest but uh i did get to see uh the last jedi and so that was really great and i definitely recommend everybody go see that i agree um yeah so what, what, else, what else have you been doing um, yeah, I mean, besides doing my standard stuff that I've been doing with uh, Creature Studios by, mm-hmm. um, you know, jumping into AMAs and talking with them and sharing the game and whatnot, right. um, because Session is wrapping up. I think they only have uh, like maybe three days left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just finished up uh, Battlefront 2, the story mode, mm-hmm. and then, of course, went and saw the movie. Um, right. So that was... Uh, a thing. Um, I really, really enjoyed the movie. A lot of people are, I don't know, there's a lot of, like, weird, like, yeah, it's kind of a bit, lot of uh, weirdness about, about about the movie, and I don't understand right. it because it was, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. Um, but, uh... I guess, it's, I guess it's been polarizing, but it's like, guys, episode one through three exists. Right. <laughs> like, reserve right. your anger. Yeah, I mean, if we're not getting anything close to two, I think we're doing fine. Right. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. But yeah, um, aside from that, uh, you know, not not really uh, too much going on. Just kind of been working on my mm-hmm. own stuff. And, uh, and or I ran through the holiday stuff for uh, the Winter Wonderland for Overwatch as well. Right. Um, you know, pretty much the same thing over and over again. But uh, it's always cool to see that they're still working creating mm-hmm. new modes the newest mode um is uh i think it's like you play as everyone plays as may and That's she fine. has this like slow she has the slowing ice gun with icicle and one person plays as winston and mm-hmm. he's like supercharged and the winston has to kill the maze and survive and the maze have okay. to stop the winston um that's really cool yeah it's a pretty cool mode it kind of reminds me of Friday the 13th a little bit you know you get yeah a little big... bit like hunt hunt the beast literally <laughs> Yeah, other than that, um, I've still done just a little bit of uh, playing Civ Six, so um, that's that's getting ready to have that big expansion coming. What next? Ooh, is that like next next uh, February or something like that? Yeah, it's so, here within the next, I think, two months. So right. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely I excited. I want to check out a little more of that before. Um, you know, all the updates that they've done along the way and everything before I get in too deep. Right. I I, I think I have a... I think I have Civ as well. Something mm-hmm. I probably should jump back into if they're going to do a really cool update. 
Right. That's that's that was my thought process. Right. All right. Cool. Well, um, that's uh, pretty much it. We don't have any. Uh, it's of course too early to have uh, games with gold or PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. but um, we do have the PlayStation Store holiday sale. Week one um, mm-hmm. has a decent amount of stuff on it. Um, Gang Beast, even a brand, you know, a new game that came out twenty bucks. Right. Um, from the guys at Double Fine, that's already dropped to fifteen ninety nine. Um, yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of PS two and PS three stuff was on sale. Right, right, and uh, yeah, I mean they had some. I mean, like Payday two, that's a good multiplayer mm-hmm. game to jump into for like the holiday, since you know you'll probably have some friends that are off as well, yep. uh, off work. Um, Alien Isolation, which. I don't know that one for me. I, I wasn't a big fan, but I know a lot of people sing its praises mm-hmm. and say that it was actually pretty scary. Um, right. I think the big one on here that drew my attention was Technomancer being nine ninety nine. Damn. So I was like, that's pretty good. Uh, that's they a even relatively have, new one. They even have uh, a, a Rockstar PS two collection, which has like um, Red Dead Re- uh, Red Dead Revolver, Bully, and mm-hmm. uh, like Manhunt and a bunch of other ones um, wow. for uh, a pretty heavily discounted price. I'm not seeing it here. I think it's pretty deep into this thing. but Yeah, you can see all the games individually. Uh, Long Dark is a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had a lot of fun with Killing Floor, so if you didn't end up picking that up for yep. free, that's on there. Yep. Um, but yeah, that is uh, going on... Let me see. Oh, I don't think it actually has. They're just going to do multiple weeks, so I think they'll right. uh, probably... It'll probably be like a four-week thing, extending. Yeah, there'll be uh, some slight changes years. here and there, but for in general, the the uh, you know the sales should pretty much hold through. Right, right. Cool. Um, and that's pretty much all we have on that front. Before we get into releasing games, as always, if you guys get the chance, head on over to facebookcom backslash Inc. and check all the top news and video games stuff. Pretty much everything you see here and more, you'll see <laughs> over there first, uh, including one of the newest things that we just put on there. Um, was the first look at One Piece World Seeker. Um, huh. So if you're into One Piece, uh, it does look like a more open environment, which is pretty pretty rad. It kind of reminds me, um, I don't know if you remember, we kept getting those um, Naruto games that were just fighting games. Mm-hmm. And then they came out with that one that was like an open, it was kind of a like pseudo sandboxy, you can run around in this environment. Right. And it was really good, actually. I, I actually really like that game. Um, <coughs> this reminds me of that in, okay. you know, the One Piece world. So, um, huh. yeah. And then as well, uh, follow us on Twitter uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. So, you know, when we go live, do stuff like this. Uh, live streams, uh, our tabletop stuff. Uh, we keep saying it. We're supposed to be having a PlayStation with the devs from Kids on Bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're still trying to get all set up and more organized. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just go follow us on all those places, um, and then of course here on Twitter for MGI, uh, tag that follow button. Cool. Uh, let's just jump right into the games releasing. These games are releasing from December eighteenth uh, to the 24th taking you right up to Christmas Eve um yeah I'll let you go ahead and take the first one alright so uh, on the 18th uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World finally has its full release um it's been in 
like an early access for a while on Steam. Uh, so it's like a 32-bit, um, I don't know, how do you describe that? Like Super Nintendo graphical style. Right. Um, kind of, uh, you know, it's, I mean, you can tell. It's not just like retro for retro sake. It's got some some more visual interest than just like, oh, look, we did this old style. Like, it, it definitely looks modern. Yeah, it looks, um, it, it just has that feel of how you, mm-hmm. like, interact in a match. Or it, it, interact with a, an old school wrestling game. And one of the cool things is um, the progression of your character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character creator is really good. Um, like, you can edit pretty much everything from the belts, the rings, um, like, every single move that, you know, your character has. Uh, yep. It's pretty deep. And it has a lot of um, it has a lot of people that are like bigger wrestling fans, super interested in uh, interested right. in um, even more so, which is funny than uh, <laughs> the WWE games. <laughs> yeah. So that, I think that's really cool. Um, man, I don't know, like I can see myself playing this because I remember playing games like this when I was younger, and mm-hmm. it's going to be smart. And I could get if I could get this on something like the Switch. It would be right. It would be like all over. <laughs> um, it is for sure coming to uh, PS4 as well. Uh, we just right. don't really have a time frame on that yet. So but, uh, yeah, Fire Pro World Wrestling World on PC December eighteenth. Cool. Uh, up next is um, Accounting Plus for PSVR. Uh, Come from the guys at Crows, 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 and Squatch Tendo. Um, it is basically, it, it's, it's a new, newer version of accounting, uh, which is made mm. by, uh, William Pugh from Stanley Parable and Justin Rowland, which is the voice of literally everybody. And he's one of the creators of Rick and Morty. Mm. Um, it's like a virtual reality experiment, which is supposed to increase efficiency for accounting. Um, but it really goes off the rails. Uh, I, I think on on our Facebook when I was talking about the game, I kind of described it as if Justin Justin Rowland's brain threw up in a VR headset and it somehow still worked. Yeah, um, it sounds about right. Fucking off the wall, and, and with it being VR, I mean we're still kind of in that early phase. I still feel of like VR, um, mm-hmm. and this does some really weird stuff. It it very much feels like an Adult Swim game. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I, I like that about it. And you hear a lot of that, like, you hear Justin screaming a lot, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really dumb. Uh, but that's pretty much what it is, you know. It's it's not meant to be the serious thing. It, it knows what it is. And it's and it's supposed to be really hard, too. Um, mm-hmm. They show, like, a clown in the trailer, and Justin was like, yeah, you know, you're not going to get to that clown on your first playthrough. And you're wow. not going to get to to that clown on your like fifth playthrough. Um, only the hardcore people who sit down and really, really look and try to find stuff will get everything out of this game. And mm-hmm. you know, with it being with it being Justin, uh, especially, you're going to know, or you you know already that it's going to have tons of Easter eggs, and mm-hmm. you know it's some that people probably won't find for years. Right. The only way we'll find out is he'll be on like a talk show for rick and morty be like oh yeah this was in accounting plus and people were like i never saw that oh yeah it was super weird and that nobody, nobody noticed this that. yeah right yeah exactly so um 
so yeah, that's a that's a counting plus coming to PSVR on December nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So after that, on December twentieth, um, we have Bridge Constructor Portal coming out, which is a heck of a mashup. Um, I don't know that anybody like playing a like a standard like bridge builder game was just like, oh, dude, let's just slap Portal onto this. That'll make sense, right? Right. <laughs> like, it's such a weird mashup, but it's really cool that it's happening. Um, it's going to come out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, iOS, Android, and Linux. Uh, pretty much if you have a functioning device that has a microchip in it, it'll probably work. Right. It's not anything complex. I mean, right. it's, it's you have this like 2D plane. You're trying to get the aperture bus from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do that with portals. So, I mean, it... It, it would definitely be a fun... I think it would be a really fun iOS game. Possibly a fun Switch game. I don't think I would get it really anywhere else. Like, maybe PC. But... Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just kind of construct the bridge. Try to drive the bus across. If it yep. breaks, then it falls to its uh, demise. So... Uh, with It's that standard game with a portal overlay. So Right. Right. Yep. That Which one's seems like out. a pretty cool idea. Right. Um, that one's coming out the uh, the twentieth, like, like we said. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and up next is Life is Strange Before the Storm, Episode Three. Uh, right. Episode Three was it entitled "Hell is Empty." Um, it is the final episode before uh, of b- the Before the Storm prequel of Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be a bonus chapter featuring uh, Max from the original Life is Strange, titled "Farewell." Um, with you know additional outfits, mixtape mode, and a bunch of other cool things. Um, so if you are a big fan, you know keep an eye out for that that final little extra piece. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Hell is Empty kind of wraps up the uh, three episode uh, three episode prequel to Life is Strange. So we'll see what uh, or the Before the Storm Life is Strange stuff. So we'll see what they have. Um, working on next i mean it's not to say that this it, this wasn't huge like this wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal because it obviously probably took them quite a bit to make you know to flesh out the story make sure everything works um within the life of strange universe and more um but it almost makes me feel like let's make this in the meantime while we're also making this other thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean so uh yeah i can't wait to see what these guys are working on next because like even if this was the side thing that they were working on, while they were working on something bigger, right? Man, uh, this was up for like several nominations for uh, mm-hmm. what the VGAs. It was like the most thought-provoking. Right. Yeah, it was like Games with the Cause. Um, yeah, that's what it was. I think. I think it was. I think it was up for some either music or audio. One of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it is. Uh, I think Life is Strange was probably one of the best of the episodic games. Um. Yeah, and there's going to be like a, there's a physical edition out too that includes all three plus some bonus content. So uh, right. definitely check that out. I haven't I haven't played through these yet because I still haven't beat the original. <laughs> I'm working my way through that very slowly. Um. Yeah, it's it's one of those games like it's, it's kind of it heavy. Like yeah, it doesn't fall through yeah. the cracks at all. I mean, you know, if you're right. a gamer and you like narrative games, you're gonna get this. Um, mm. but it's not something that. I mean, I'm the same way. I didn't sit down and blast it the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. I do know people who did, but um, I think I've played through, like, episode one and two. Mm-hmm. 
but I haven't got much further than that. So yeah, I think I'm I think I'm in episode four. Like I think I got into episode four, and then at the first like stopping point uh, ended it there. Right. But uh, yeah, it's not a game that's easy to like crank through at all. Um, yeah. But very good. I would definitely recommend it to people. Definitely. I mean, and like you said, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be cool. Okay. So yeah. Also, uh, continuing the December 20th releases, um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds has officially, uh, as of I guess tomorrow of the recording, will have officially released on PC. So it will be out of early access and will be have a have a you know, quote unquote completed PC version. Um, right. So it does still have the early access on Xbox, right? Uh, yes, it'll still be on early access. <laughs> pretty much everywhere else is on PC. Right. So um, there's, yeah, there's I, a little bit of catch up to be done there, but I'm you know, this is the point where we're going to wait and see what they do to continue you know providing this game as a service. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like them saying, okay, you know, we're done making the heavy updates that we've been doing. We, you know, we figured out what this game is and what it does. Um, mm-hmm. So now it's time to push out all of these new, uh, like, new things. Like, here's some new weapons. Here's new, like, items. Here's new maps. You know, stuff like that. Um, which also including uh, the map uh, Miramar will be able to be played on the test server beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that was beginning back on, let me look here, uh, the 8th. So um, it's definitely on the test server. I'm not sure if it's out yet um, mm-hmm. like fully, but, um, you know, we will uh, We'll see. Neither one of us are really big um, PUBG fans. So, and it's not because, you know, we don't like the game or anything. It's just... Like, maybe it's just not our style or something, so. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, and it's, it, I mean, it's hard to, like, talk shit on the amount of sales and everything that they've gotten. Like, clearly this game knows what it's doing, and like you said, it's just not what I'm after. Yeah, I um, mean, it. it's not a game, it's not like, oh man, I, I would never like that game and I would never play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would. I, I think I could have fun with it, but it has to be in that setting. Where if I buy it, I need to know, you know, person A, B, and C are also going to buy it, and we're also going to have time. Right. Um, yeah, I think it could be a lot of fun, but but either way, uh, the game is does have its official PC release um, on the twentieth. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what that means in terms of like content you know, extra content that could be coming your way, but, um, yeah, officially out. Yep. Cool. And, and this last one I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you go ahead with this one. Okay. You are stoked for it. Um, yeah. So, uh, area 35 and very oddly, uh, Sony music entertainment are bringing out uh, tiny metal, which is basically a, uh, a new, like more 3d advanced wars. Um, and that's, this is the final game coming out on uh, December 20th. Um, it's coming out for PS4, PC, and Switch. Yeah. And uh, I'm just super pumped for this. Because, I mean, I was a big, uh, you know, Fire Emblem and uh, Advanced Wars were pretty much my games during, uh, I don't know, late childhood to early teenageness. Right. And, um, I mean, I love the, like, strategicness. I love the... Uh, 
I don't know, like, everything about it is, is, is really interesting, and there's really not anything other than those two, maybe with, like, Final Fantasy Tactics included. There's not a lot of other games that are in that same style. Right. And, uh, this one is looking really good. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, like, the, it's kind of got cutesy graphics, but at the same time, like, you know, Advance Wars was just, like, basically, like, anime style, so... Yeah, it has um, this um, this this look has very much this low poly mm-hmm. art style, right? Uh, and then when it shows the characters and they're speaking, or you know, it's showing the player the player icon, um, mm-hmm. it has very much like um, like an anime art style, right? So right. I, I don't know, it's cool. It has two uh, pretty neat art styles. Um, mm-hmm. I think the gameplay is going to be very uh, strategic and fun. Which is something that you know, like we were saying, you know, there's not a lot in mm-hmm. that vein anymore. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, I'm very much looking forward to that as well, especially on the Switch. I imagine it'll drop it probably like, like twenty bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have some more information about this one uh, next week. Mm-hmm. So that could be cool. But yeah, it's very cool. I, I'm I'm glad that kind of experimental weird stuff like this gets to be made yeah and very very weird that sony music is doing yeah um we talked about this a bit before sony music entertainment um producing games on consoles that aren't sony Mm -hmm. consoles so um coming out on pc and switch is kind of a big deal right like I, i don't know I, I'm kind of curious on their thought behind why that's a yeah a we'll market to, uh, you know a thing that they, a venture that they want to go down. Yeah, we'll have to see how they feel about this. Maybe they'll be like, I'm hoping there's going to be an article that's like, okay, why did this happen? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that that'll be really nice just to kind of just kind of know like where their heads at with right. something like this. So because I could I could see Sony Music digging into some really cool projects in the future. You know. Yeah. So hopefully everything goes well. Agreed. Cool. Um, and as always, I'm sure there's something we missed. If so, please let us know on mm-hmm. Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, you know, I'll try to drop those missed gems in the one next week. Right. Cool. Um, we do have kind of two freebies. Um, the first mm-hmm. one being uh, something that has a, a Steam Kickstarter demo. Um, it, and that is uh, Prehistoric Kingdom. Um, yes. It is a dinosaur park sim. Um, pretty much what you could uh, expect from... Let's check out this pre-alpha trailer. Oh, hold on. We have a, we have a, uh, a video for um, episode Ignis from Final Fantasy XV. Mm. So... Um, Rude. But yeah, it's just the standard, uh, standard um, like zoo sim, park sim game. Um, right. They're currently on Kickstarter. I'm not sure if they still are. Uh, developer uh, Shadow Raven Studios asking for fifty five thousand. Um, the campaign has raised about twenty four thousand with twenty two days left to go. So, okay. um, but either way, you'll be able to jump in, um, check it out with the steam uh we have with the steam demo you Mm -hmm. know just to see what it's all about um you were telling me there was another one coming out right yeah there is a uh it's actually a um jurassic park 
official um, game coming out from uh, the guys that did uh, uh, it's Frontier Developments. They did um, the the newest uh, what was the theme park tycoon game called? Um, something World, Coaster World. I'm not sure. Something like that. But yeah, they're, so they're uh, they're really big into the sim management stuff. So that Frontier Developments game, when that comes out, it's going to be pretty huge. Well, that was pretty huge itself. Um, they showed, you know, how you create stuff. They created an enclosure, and they were placing rocks. And uh, is this done in Unreal Engine? I don't know. Kinda Either way, like it. it showed that they were dropping the, uh, the rocks into the world, and they were, like, placing them in the... Uh, like in in the ground you can intersect objects there's no like restriction or anything on that mm-hmm. so you can put like a rock inside of another rock and then place it underground rather than just have it sitting on the ground or whatever um okay. kind of cool makes it a little more i think realistic um you can yeah. go ahead and download that just search up uh, prehistoric kingdom over on steam and uh the download button I should say download demo like right mm-hmm. under you're like sign and stuff so right right cool and then the other one uh that you can grab for free um i think you have it it was available from the 14th until the 21st so uh, a couple more days um it is the h1z1 free trial on steam you have access to the full game um you'll also have the opportunity to pick up the game's early access on steam for 75 percent off which is 20 bucks um not too bad it again it kind of falls under that um, you know, you have. I feel like I would have to have, you know, that group of people that I know. You know yeah. that, that I know would be playing it too. Um, yeah. I did jump into. It was an H one Z one. Um, I think it was Daisy, and I played that by myself, which wasn't too bad. It kind of really came into. You really have to more watch out for other players and the zombies. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but it was kind of cool to try to like hunker down for the night and protect yourself and find a place to stash your stuff that other mm. people wouldn't steal and that you would remember. So, yeah, I mean, uh, H1Z1 was one of the not like a super early um, kind of like jumped on the zombie train, but within that first fleet of games that um, you know kind of got that open world zombie fighting experience. Right, and this is supposed to be coming to PS4 at some point down the road. Mm. Um, I mean, your guess is as good as mine on when, but... Yeah. These yeah. survival games are really hard to port to console, because that's just not what the console's networking is built to handle. Yeah. But uh, And especially if they're going to go off of that existing right. um, thing that they already have on PC, it makes it real messy. Mm. So... Cool. Uh, just continuing on with uh, the weekly news um, and the zombie theme, Overkill, the guys who make Payday, have announced yes. that they are working on a Walking Dead game. Um, they did that earlier in the week. Man, it actually looks pretty fun. Um, yeah, and, like I was really surprised. Yeah, I, I was like, walking. I saw Overkill, the Walking Dead, and I was like, uh, you Uh-oh. know. And yeah. then I watched the trailer. And uh, it doesn't play like the standard Walking Dead game that we've seen. It plays like an Overkill game, which Overkill, of course, made Payday. Um, they made another game recently that's basically Payday um, in like 
was it? Oh, the World, World War, War II, II one? Yeah, World yeah. War Two. The um, Raid? Yeah. I, well, maybe, maybe. Something like I that. Um, and then, of course, they made... Um, they did a Reservoir Dogs game. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, at the VGAs, they announced that they were working on a game called uh, GTFO. Right. So... Um, that and then this. I think this is going to be uh, much more well-received. GTFO looked really cool at the VGA, so um, if you guys haven't seen that or didn't see our coverage on that, um, go look for the trailer for that. But this looks very different. They have a, a trailer uh, specifically for a character named Aiden who looked like he was like an architect uh, in like Washington, D.C., um, and then mm-hmm. here's the aftermath, uh, you know, it shows after, you know, he's before he has all of these like phone calls, all these messages like Aiden, where's my project? Aiden, call your mother, Aiden, um, your brother's a dick. Um, yeah. and then after it just shows, you know, he's walking around, um, walking around with like a baseball bat and his backpack and, it, you know, the baseball bats all, uh, studded with nails and, you know, it's ready to go. And then he sees, uh, some, Good old uh, zombies and Zambinos, and and it's and it's game time. Um, and then mm. of course you know I, I saw this, uh, saw this trailer looked cool. Um, not sure what gameplay is going to be like, but if it's anything like Payday with exploration, um, right, that could be a lot of fun. It's supposed to be coming out fall 2018, and if you head over to their website, uh, overkillsthewalkingdead.com. Um, they have like a selection with uh, zombies on each side. You can of course click on Aiden, who is the first one, and then there are uh, there is a uh, a woman, an older man, uh, and then another woman. And uh-huh. um, yeah, it's just kind of showing you the way that they plan on going. Uh, an explanation is Overkill is The Walking Dead. It's a four-player co-op action FPS where your friends. Uh, fight the dead as well as the living. Set in the Walking Dead universe, you and your group try to survive in the post-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. Each character mm-hmm. has their own special abilities, skill trees, squad roles, play styles, and story arcs, but teamwork is paramount. Um, so, you know, from there, that, I mean, that pretty much lays it out. You know, you have a, um, a co-op action FPS where you and your other three friends... Um, mm-hmm fight the dead as well as the living. So I'm not sure what that means if you're going to have more characters than what they're showing uh, up here at the, you know, up here at the top of the, the page. Right. Um, or if, you know, it'll be, you know, you play as those four characters and then there could be another group of four that are also in the same environment that you can run into. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It looks cool. I, I, like, yeah. I, I like it. I hope um, this is like finally the new Left for Dead. Right, right. And that sounds exactly, like it definitely could be. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, right. This is supposed to be dropping on, of course, PC, Xbox One, and PS4. So um, hmm. you have uh, a lot of ways, actually, on their website to uh, continue in the discussion. You can, of course, get sign, you can send it for updates via email. You can follow them on Facebook, the Steam community, uh, or you can jump right into their Discord Um and chat with other people about it, uh, which Discord is kind of like uh, a, just a cool way. Like I, I, I'm part of a few Discord for um, different games, and you know people share uh, videos, thoughts, um, and 
devs are usually involved, so it shows, um, you know, what they're working on. It's a really cool way to get mm-hmm. a deeper uh, understanding of what's happening with the game. But yeah, Overkill's The Walking Dead. Um, looks right. Definitely right. recommend going check it out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I always like to, like, yes, it's a license, but it hopefully is a chance for the studio to kind of try out something new and, you know, utilize the fact that people are probably going to come for the license to make an original, you know, cool concept game. Right. Um, And we've seen some of that in the past. Like, the first uh, Telltale Walking Dead was like, okay, well, we have this formula we've been doing for a while. It hasn't super worked. It's been enough to keep our studio afloat. It's like, oh, shit, game of the year. Yeah, you know well, I mean? knocked out of the park, you know. Just... And it really, you know, it could have been generic zombie or whatever, but then people probably wouldn't have played it. Right. So, um, you know, it was a really good get. Um, yeah, getting so yeah, I'm, I'm, them on board. That's really um, cool. I, and and they, they're in a really cool, like, unique position of where um, the show has gotten slightly stale. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to worry about what the show is doing right. because they're, they're doing not their own thing where the show is. Yeah. Right. Um, it, you know, they have that same opportunity that fear the walking dead had, but let's not go that route. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just, that, that show didn't really, um, of course it didn't hit the chord that walking dead hit, mm-hmm. you know, at the time when that show came out, it was like, look, we have all of these characters that you're supposed to care about. And it's like, how can I give a shit about them? Like, that I don't know anything about the character, like, you know, that you're presenting me. Um, but with a video game, I feel like that's different. You become bonded with the character quicker because you're not just watching them, you're playing as them. Right. So, some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, and then here is the big article of the show. Uh, <laughs> Destiny 2, uh, Destiny 2 pushed out a... Uh, um, a DLC um, that basically locked a bunch of stuff out and created a paywall for you to continue playing what you already bought. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, some of the original stuff that we saw, it was... Uh, I, I don't know. Actually, let's take it back to Destiny 1. Um, yeah. Someone thought it was a great idea uh, to lock out a lot of the content if you didn't buy the new DLC. Mm-hmm. So let's say you had um, all of the multiplayer, you had access to all the multiplayer when you bought the game. When the new DLC came out, guess what? You lost all of that. You had all of the maps still, but instead of having these different modes that you could play in, they only locked, they locked you down to basically like a team deathmatch. Right. And it became a ghost town because all of the players that were playing are, of course, going to upgrade. They don't want, you know, they don't want this you know, ghost town of, like, you and, like, three other friends that are just kind of, like, sticking yeah. around and not having access. Um, so, you know, you were, ba- you like, they told us when we worked there, here is this $60 game. It'll be around for 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, the entire lifespan, and you'll just, instead of paying $60 for a new game every other year, every year, you'll pay $40 for DLC. Uh, and then three years later, they came out with Destiny 2. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that game that you paid $60 for in the beginning and then you bought all the DLCs, which, you know, racked up probably close to 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. 
now is already the same thing as they're doing that you know they've done with all of the other battlefields and Call of Duties and stuff like that. Um, right. But uh, yeah, with Destiny Two, uh, they released the Curse uh, DLC, um, and it didn't just lock out like modes. Like, okay, now I just have one team deathmatch if I don't buy the DLC. Um, it also locked out trophies, weapons, and more. Um, trophies for your main game were locked out. So if you didn't get the Platinum when the, before the new DLC came out, you could never get the Platinum. Yeah. that's um, That one's wild to me. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, so, you know, I thought I would just kind of run down some of the things that they really fucked up on and locked out. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, raids and nightfall strikes ended up being um, out of range for players that had the base game. It requires a power level now of 330 when, it, with the base game. The power level max is 300. So you can never get to 330 if you have the base game. You can only max out at 300. Uh, so mm-hmm. the people who were tr- going for the prestige uh, achievement and trophy, um, they could not get. And they fixed wow. it by lowering the power level for the trophy to 300. Mm. So, you know, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, should have never, I mean, a lot of this stuff is like, we're going to mention like different things they did and then how they tried to change to fix it or whatever, but it's like, you shouldn't have had to fix this. You should have well, just known better. I mean, the best thing, you know, actually what their response to it, I'll save for after I get through this, but it just kind of blew my mind that this was their response. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, all of the trials of the nine got locked out removing the ability for you to get uh, least you be judged trophy mm-hmm. and achievement. Um, they fixed that by only locking it out when a DLC map is in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, you know, for that week, a DLC map is up, it does lock out the trial of the night for people who don't have the DLC. But that's still a week that you have this part of your game that you like to play locked out. Yeah, but like... That's fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's um, totally fucked up. Normal Nightfalls, uh, when it's a DLC map, uh, will be locked out for people that don't have a DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, another thing. Just Nightfalls, when they, you know, when it's just like that last thing. When a Nightfall pops up and it's a DLC map, guess what? You don't have access to it if you don't upgrade. Um, Prestige Nightfalls, um, which I'm not sure if those are new to the DLC or not. Um, mm-hmm. because they're not just like normal nightfalls. Uh, their power level is 330. So if you don't upgrade, you can't get to level 330. You only cap at 300, and it locks it for you. So you can't do prestige nightfall strikes at all. Wild. Um, and then limited time events will remain open to all players, um, but I imagine, you know, of course, there'll be some restriction in there somewhere. Uh you know, whether it be weapon, you know, you like, oh, I want this weapon. You get all the way to the end just to realize you can't get it because it's locked behind a certain DLC map that they, you know, dropped out there. So, um, yeah. I know certain weapons were locked out like that. I don't have a list of them or anything, but uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I could find one. <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, what they said is... Uh, they didn't realize that it locked it all out. Oh my god! And I was like, "Wait, no, like dude, that's it, not that's not what you say." It's one of those things to say, like, "Okay, you know, we tried it, and you know, we thought it'd be a good thing, and it wasn't a good thing." 
you know, the standard EA thing, like, oh, shit, you know, okay, this was stupid and we shouldn't have tried it, but, uh, you know, here's, you know, everything fixed. Um, but no, they didn't go down that route. They said, uh, we didn't realize that it would lock all this stuff out. And I was like, hold on, you didn't realize that a bunch of coders that have to literally put in... That have to do that, yeah. They have to look at it and go, okay, this is 330 now, not 300. Right. They didn't realize that it was going to lock it out. And no, you're good. a big company. It's like, come on. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I agree. Um, and, like, one of the big things that I kind of wrote out is, like, EA got flack for putting for testing loot boxes during a beta that mm. you couldn't buy. They were just saying, hey, we want to do this. And then right. they never had the ability to buy it. They took it out before the testing or before the uh, early access to the final game coming out. Mm-hmm. And they got all of that shit. And they never even technically did anything wrong. They just proposed the idea of doing something stupid. Right. They never technically did anything stupid. And then these guys right. are just like, oh, all that stuff that you had, um, well, you don't have it anymore. We, t- we took all that away unless you upgrade with our, what, probably $40 DLC. Yeah. Holy shit! Why is this not in the news? I mean, that's yeah, really. Right? I mean, like, it is weird. It's one of those things. Like, the things that get caught in the zeitgeist are not always the thing that needs to be caught in the zeitgeist. Right. Oof. So yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's really bad. And like, the worst part is that, like, EA was experimenting with something that would make them money. These right. guys are just claiming to be incompetent. Yeah. You know what I mean. And it's, it, it is, it really, like, I mean, like, I, I, I actually wrote down here, um, just, you know, it, it, it's Destiny of Duty. You know, Activision is fully Call of duty yeah. Destiny. Um, and, at, you know, one of the last things I wrote down, if Bungie thought what Microsoft was doing with Halo was bad, they really need to look at what Destiny is, what's being done with Destiny by Activision. Because this yes. can't be... I mean, this isn't their decision. They're, they're making decisions based on what their producers want. Yeah. And, like, oh, just wow. Just wow. It's insane. Yeah, it is really weird. Like, I mean, this is another thing, too, where, like... So Battlefront came out the gate, and it was really weak. And then they made several bad decisions to not, like, reinvigorate the crowd, basically. And then we're just now getting the opportunity to see if the crowd's going to turn back around on their side. Uh-huh. And Destiny 2 came out the gate with a really negative crowd response. And the first chance they got, they basically took a shit on their crowd. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, really weird. <laughs> man. And then, just not only did they just take a full shit on the crowd, mm. then they're just like, oh, never mind, we're really dumb. And right, we didn't exactly. see that that would happen. And it's like, that doesn't make you look better as a company. That makes, it makes you, you look, look worse. Makes you look a lot worse. Yeah. Like, EA was like, well, we're just a squirrel trying to get a nut. And Bungie's Pretty like, much. well, we're just fucking fully done. Like, we're just, we have no idea what we're doing. And, uh, like, just, man, I don't know how that can get through. There's a lot of checkpoints that something like that can go through that would mean that you didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. So either way, it's either you ignored it and you're lying to us, or is your, you know, 
is is you checking like uh like what is that like is your QA like that bad that it it continued to pass through checkpoints of things that were supposed to be all checked. Right. It's just you know I don't know they they have they have contingencies to make sure things like this don't fall through the cracks. Yeah. And even indie games that I've worked on had contingencies to make sure stuff like this didn't get pushed down the line. Multiple people check it daily. Like they have a free like site called Trello that you can put Mm -hmm. all of your shit in, and then if it you know, if someone looks at it and goes, wait, that's not right, you can take the card and drag it back to a different spot for it to be re-looked at. Yeah, and that's the that's the free version. That's the free you version. I mean? There's also, like, four million other ways that you can look at something like this mm-hmm. and check it all out. It just... I just don't know why something like this isn't... Uh, I don't know. It isn't talked about more. It's not just like, oh, we're not trying... You know... EA was just trying to screw their, not screw their customer, but they were trying to make money, more money off their customer. Off the back of their customer, right. And, yeah, and over here, Bungie is just like, no, you know, we've already done this once. Like, that was why, um, what was their big DLC for the first one? Um, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Iron? Rise of Iron? Yeah, I can't remember. Their first big DLC, because I bought the biggest edition of Destiny, and it came with mm. the first two DLCs. And guess what? It was what? the those, Mars one. It was the one with the Awaken. Those two DLCs were garbage. The two yeah. DLCs that you got in the beginning, mm. the third DLC was the big one, and I was like, I'm not fucking buying that. Because look yeah. at the shit that they've given me for, what What did I pay? I played, paid close to like $150, like $175 for mm-hmm. this base game, and then as soon as they got to that third DLC, they locked all the shit away from me. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? And I would have never even bought it. Someone actually bought it for me for Christmas. Right. And it, all the way back then, I was like, this shit is really bad. Mm. Like, this is the worst video game experience. Like, I wasn't even... Like, I would have fun in the game, and it was fun. Until we got to those paywalls. And then I was mm-hmm. like, wait, I mean, I understand having a paywall and, like, expecting to upgrade, but removing content from your player because they don't upgrade, right. that should be talked about. That's grim. Yeah, that's really dark. Yeah. And that's not a good, um, hmm, I don't want yeah. to phrase it. That's, Just, that's really not a good precedent to set. Yeah, it's not It's not something that you want to do. That's not how you keep people on, on your side, but... Because it's, it's. I feel like it's Activision, mm. and people know it's like, it, I mean, it's the new Call of Duty. Just because you know Call yeah. of Duty doesn't do shit like that, but we com- we we kind of talk about Call of Duty for another reason. We talk about Call of Duty because people blindly buy the new thing every year, right? And that I would rather people blindly buy the new shit every year than support someone who's just stripping things away from their customer that are spending a lot of money on their product. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if I endorse Call of Duty over a different product, it's like, shit, that's that's bad. Yeah. Because it means there's something lower than something I already think nothing of. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, yeah, you took a, you took a low opinion and you basically were like, oh, and also... <laughs> Yeah. It's not good. So, 
man, yeah. I, I, I guess in 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 conclusion, um, if there's something to boycott in video games, mm. I really, really feel like it's it's this. that's the one to do. This is the one. Um, yeah. Like you always hear like, oh, with with uh, the EA thing, it's like vote with your wallet. It's like. Exactly. Man, exactly. If there was ever a time that it needed to be something like that needed to be voted on, mm. right now, it's like wow. Whew. So, all right. Cool. See so if we can get into some lighter. Let's get into something, some lighter, yeah, uh, like a, a little more, yeah, a little more fun. Um, Overwatch Winter Wonderland 2017 is going on from December 12th till January 1st. Um, so yeah, really recommended. Get in there. Get all of your. Um, Get all the loot boxes you can to try to get all of the mm-hmm. outfits and uh, currency you can get, so you can get some of these. Um, Bastion has a new Avalanche skin. Uh, mm. Sombra has a new um, Rhyme skin. Even Junkrat has a Holiday skin. Um, but it's funny because he's Australian, so um, his Holiday is literally him with a... Uh, it's Beach Rat. He looks like a beachgoer. He has, like, mm-hmm. uh, sunscreen Visor. on his nose and... Yeah, sunscreen sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. cool. Um, I like the sunscreen. It's a good touch. Yeah, yeah, it's a great touch. And then all of the old ones came back, so if you missed out on, like, Rudolph, uh, uh, Roadhog, the Nutcracker, Zenyatta, or I think probably the best one, the Yeti Winston, um, you can get those mm. for a really reduced cost. So Yeti um, Winston's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That was the big one that I wanted. I wanted that one, and I really wanted uh, Scrooge McCree. Okay. But, yeah, I ended up getting, actually, a lot of these last year. I got the Yeti, I got the Rudolph, um, I got the Mary one, um, mm. so the Mary one for May. Oh, that's funny, that's funny. Um, Andy's, uh, the Andy's one for Lucio, um, and even, like, Santa Clad and Shiver for um, Torbjorn and Reaper. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I got almost all of them. I think I missed out on Peppermint for Sombra. Jingle for Tracer and Frostbite for um, mm. Para. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I really appreciate these guys because they just, they continue. You know mm. what I mean? They just they keep they, pushing it. They, they bring the old going. stuff back. Yeah. Yeah, if, and if you want something that just, it, it, it should bring a smile to your face, they have an emote for um, Orissa where she opens a present and it's a puppy. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. It's like last year we got um, uh, Zarya got a uh, mystery gift, so mm-hmm. she pulls up a package and she opens it up, and there, there's random things like it'll be like one of like five things that'll come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like one like she pulls up one and it's a teddy bear, and I think she rips the head off and throws it away, like throws it away. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's the puppy one for Arissa that's really really cool. Um, okay. Yeah, and that's going on, like I said, until um, January 1st. So have a bit of time to check out all those skins and get all that stuff. Um, yeah, should be cool. Cool. Um, okay, uh, back to sad news. It looks like we're going to pretty much go up and down on this one, so get ready for the roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Nino Kuni 2, The Revenant Kingdom, has been delayed a second time. Um, originally it was supposed to come out in, uh, November 2017. It was pushed back to January of 2018, so a couple months for polish, uh, is not unusual. 
Uh, it's yeah. been pushed back again to March 23rd of 2018. Um, so the uh, Level 5 president and CEO uh, released a statement basically saying that, um, you know, we're committed to delivering the highest level of design and quality. Um, you know, it's development's coming along very well. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to innovate, bring new experience to players. We implemented new modes, um, including the new Skirmish and Kingdom modes. Uh, so I'm, I am kind of interested to hear more about maybe what those are. Right. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, he was saying, um, you know, basically it's like, well, we're doing this for polish. We're doing this so we can finish up in these little tweaks and everything. And, uh, thanks for your patience and continued support. So, yeah. um, it, it, I don't know why you wouldn't give yourself more runtime. Like you don't have to do, you know, two month intervals. You could just say like, oh, we're for right now, we're, we're going to push it back to March. And we'll give you an exact date a little later. And then, you know, once you get in February, be like, okay, it's going to be March 25th. Right. You know, I don't know why you wouldn't, or 23rd in this case. So I don't know why you wouldn't just do that. Yeah, it, man, it always, uh, like, the reason I put it on here is usually Mm -hmm. delays, um, especially ones that are like, oh, it's coming out in, like, late summer. Oh, guess what? It's been delayed. It's coming out in, uh, like, early fall. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, those, it's usually like, okay, here's, you know, this game needs just a little bit more polish um and that's usually fine but when it happens a second time i'm always like ooh, starts Um, to look a little sketchy yeah and it always makes me wonder uh the first nino kuni uh wrath of the white witch i I enjoyed very much it's kind of like a like a pokemon uh mixed with a nintendo jrpg Mm -hmm. um it's and it's and it was really well done and it was a lot of fun the characters were cool um so you know if you like jrpgs this is like I, w- I should i won't say the holy grail but it's it's damn good um right and uh yeah it just made me wonder about this so um just something to definitely keep your eye on um now like we said uh, it's been pushed back all the way to um march 23rd 2018 so uh, a bit more time for you guys that were really looking forward to it uh you know, possibly getting it um, originally for the holiday, and then you know, just slightly post. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. just follow us over on Facebook, and we'll try to keep you guys up to date. Since uh, I know I'm personally interested in it, and I know a few other people who do stuff from GI are interested in it. So, mm-hmm. just stick with it over there. Cool. Um, a second Monster Hunter World beta is scheduled for um december 22nd until the 26th um this one does not require you to have playstation plus if you already had the download from uh the previous uh you do not have to re-download it um you can just use that previous download pre-download begins on the 18th um mm-hmm. so you know i'm not really too sure i haven't heard anything about um like more content or anything that they're doing uh you know, I'll probably pop in, uh, check, and then if I already have everything, if nobody, you know, requests me to play, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'll probably just hold my uh, excitement instead of playing it more, hold my excitement to play it when the full game comes out. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, um, there's a lot to do in that game, to be honest. Like, if you go into the test room with each weapon and try them out, um, I, I, I did the test room after I beat all, th- all three of the missions mm-hmm. and 
I got a really deeper understanding for, you know, my favorite weapon. So, you know, that was kind of, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I, it's kind of like I really didn't know what I was actually doing with the weapon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was just kind of jumping around and, and you know, attacking stuff when there was actually, like, a deeper mechanic of, like, trying to set up targets and then knock them down one by one to do a maximum amount of damage. So, uh, but yeah, if you hadn't checked that out and you hadn't got those three done, uh, 22nd until the 26th of this month, uh, go download Mm -hmm. it. Fun game. All right. And uh, Switch is continuing to, um, the Nintendo Switch that is, is continuing to, uh, you know, well, I guess it depends. I would say exceed expectations, but uh, I guess it depends on on what you were expecting, but um, you know, Nintendo's happy to say that the Switch console has hit 10 million units sold worldwide in only nine months. That's it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, by the end of July, they had already sold 4.7, and I mean, they can't even put these things on the uh, store shelves, you know. So, I, like, they're selling it, these pretty much direct from the warehouse. Yeah, in a lot of cases, um, I mean, I still see it. Like, people will be like, um, "Like, holy shit!" You know, Best Buy just got a big allotment of nintendo mm-hmm. switch you know go get them in this holiday right. season it's probably probably the hottest console mm-hmm. so yeah it's um i mean i mean they came, we, out, we, they came we, late out of the gate but they they've uh it seems like they've really nailed their audience they've been able to pick up the support with more and more games coming out on the switch it didn't you know when it first released those first couple months were really dry right but um, I mean, I, I think they when it first themselves. released, everyone was like, "Oh man, there's really only one good game," and people weren't looking to that that mm-hmm. those smaller games, those twenty dollar games. Exactly. Um, and there were some good twenty dollar games out when it first came out. It's just people didn't pay attention to them. They were all just like, "Oh my god, uh, Breath of the Wild," you know, rightfully mm-hmm. so. But I mean, in comparison, nine months they did ten million sales, and the PS4 is just now cresting seventy. Uh yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's in nine months compared to, what is it, four? Uh, four years? Or we have five years now? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Four years, five, I think? Four or five years. Um, you know, I mean, either way, that's still, they're still hauling ass in mm-hmm. sales. So if they keep that up and uh, keep pushing forward, you know, um, I think they'll be pretty much on, on par to sell just as good as you know the other consoles mm-hmm. so cool and up next is man i don't know uh, yep <laughs> uh metal gear survive is getting an open beta next month um january 18th to the 21st players can team up take on swarms of undead for playstation 4 and xbox one uh it's one of those things i want to check it out because i want to see what post kojima looks like but then again, I don't want to check it out because I don't want to support them at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean... But this would be the time to check it out rather than buy the game right. later. Absolutely so, that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it could be a thing that we could, a uh, few of us, check it out and give our brutally honest opinion. So, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen it's... a little bit of gameplay. Um it looks a lot like uh, more of a melee Metal Gear. Hmm. 
So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, you know, if nobody else is interested in checking it out, maybe I'll just do a live stream of it. So, you know, follow us on right. Twitter. Follow me on Twitch, uh, The Real Nice Warm. Um, we'll check it all out. Yeah, and it's, um, it's that's definitely something where I think people are going to kind of vote with their dollars on, like, well, you probably should have kept Kojima around, huh? Exactly. So like, even oh, if yeah. Kojima was, even if Kojima wanted to leave, you don't have to do him dirty on the way out, you know? Yeah. For so. real. Like, I, man, I really wonder what went down because, it, I mean, it, it's pretty well documented, but I wonder if Kojima was like, man, I really don't want to do Metal Gear for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I have other things in me that are really weird and nobody will understand until the fifth game in and their nose is bleeding and mm-hmm. they had an aneurysm. Um, yep. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still into it. <laughs> cool. Uh, moving right along. Uh, Virtual <coughs> Cabin 2.0 for uh, Friday the 13th, the game. Um, man, it, it, it's a cool little thing. Um, mm. it, it's... It's a little experience where you can go in. I think it, I believe it's first person. I don't know if you can drop it back to like third, like you play uh, in the regular game, but uh, interactive experience where you can check out in-game mo- models, solve some little puzzles. Um, you know, still have that eerie, spooky Friday the Thirteenth feel uh, of the game as well. Mm-hmm. Check out cool Easter eggs and stuff. Um, this the version 1.0 is live for PC is nothing is live or console yet. Um, but this is the 2.0. This is something more. This was a stretch goal actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course they met their stretch goal and they have their timeline or whatever. So, you know, they're kind of just trying to keep up with that timeline. And, Ooh. uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's pretty cool. You can kind of just check everything out and that's yeah, some cool stuff. And have a good time. So, all right. But yeah, you can just go check out all of the cool uh, virtual cabin stuff. They have an, uh, an announcement trailer. There is no date yet, um, but they have been talking about it on their social media and more. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, expect to see the virtual cabin 2.0 coming to uh, PlayStation 4, PC, and then I believe they set a later date for Xbox One. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just expect that soon. All right. Um, go ahead and take this one too, and then I'll kind of round up the last couple that I added. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, the Atari box, which is something that we had talked about a bit, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the Steam box, I believe, that we were getting just with a bunch of like preloaded retro games from the Atari's early right. uh, early era, and uh, and then more, um, which we thought was really weird because they said. Um, and some big, uh, some big AAA producers will be creating content on our consoles, but they couldn't list anybody. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that that was really weird. Um, but uh, they say the Atari box has hit pause on their pre-orders and their Indiegogo. Uh, so uh, the, the quote is: "The countdown to the Atari Atari box launch on Indiegogo has officially been paused." Because a key element on our checklist is taking more time to create a platform and ecosystem the Atari community deserves. Building the Atari box is incredibly important to us, and we'll do whatever it takes and make sure the uh, the wait you know the it's worth the wait. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that was an email, or it's a quote from an email that I got from Atari, which I was like, man, that's insane. Um, they were, they were right there. Um, mm-hmm. They were, um, I'm trying to see if I can find an exact date, but I think it was within a week mm-hmm. of the Indiegogo launching for them to come out and say that wow. say that it was going to be um, either way it's not clear on what is actually going on within this console what is being made for this console we have nothing um, but we do know that the Atari box won't actually release until sometime next year Mm-hmm. Um, and that's if that, I think that's without even taking this new pause into consideration so um, yeah I don't know we, we looked at this as like it being grim right out of the gate uh, so this pause doesn't make yeah. it any better no uh, not not great PR there not at all hmm. Hmm. Um, okay continuing to have horrible PR <laughs> uh, yeah, the um, there's actually a, a a fraudulent release of Cuphead for iOS. Um, so basically, uh, you know, somebody noticed pretty much that there was like, oh, for four ninety nine, there's Cuphead on the iOS App Store. So um, it was like it was playable, and it is a direct port of the game, but it just right. it, the phone can't run it. It looks like trash while it's playing. Um, it, the even the title screen didn't look correct. Um, it had like the joystick and buttons like put right onto the screen, like the touch screen. Right. Um, it was apparently like this pixelated and chopped up too, right? Yeah, yeah. This company has put up several fraudulent games in the past, and it's like under the same user account, you know, on, on business on the business end. So it's yeah. like, why are they not banned? I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand on how they're not getting ripped apart. Yeah. Um, huh. And it's like you know, it's the question is like, how does this make it through Apple's approval system? You know what I mean? Like, um, they even created a uh, developer site that looked like Studio MDHR's official website and used the game's logo. So it's like, man, yeah, they. Wow. I. Yeah. It's really unusual. Where's the money going? Follow the paper trail. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, just look at what account is cashing it out and, and sue them. Sue the fuck it, out like, of those people. Apple knows. They just won't turn around and, you know. Yeah, I look for something to come of this in the next few days. So. And this would be uh, one of the biggest no ones. Because other stuff that's happened similar to this in the past has been much smaller games. Right. And, of course, there's, you know, direct ripoffs that are not using any of the assets and not using the copyright or the trademark or whatever, but it's very clearly meant to be the exact same game. Like, how many Flappy Bird clones exist in the world, you know? Yeah. And even that in itself was a clone. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, that's different than, like, somebody literally, like, ripped their game and almost made, like, a semi-playable version. You know what I mean? It's very unusual. That's kind of impressive, like, too, though. It was using direct references to the studio and everything, and... Apple didn't check. So, um, it's, it's, it's very unusual. But it's been taken down already. Uh, I haven't heard anything on, how, you know, the numbers of, like, how much money was 
um, spent on it? How many sales did they get? Are they going to refund? I haven't heard about that yet. But, uh, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah. If we learn anything else, um, if they say yeah, anything else. That's really interesting, so I, I do want to update on that if I hear anything. But some yeah. of the stuff, it's you never really hear about it again. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully we hear something more and we'll be able to we'll be able to say something about it right right um okay so back to up news again um so star wars the last jedi so episode eight uh has actually gotten um the second best uh opening weekend ever and it's second to the force awakens so not bad at all and um yeah yeah so uh you know we kind of mentioned this at the top of the show i really enjoyed it Mm. everybody i know really enjoyed it Pretty much, I, I don't. I don't personally know of anybody that didn't like it. Although I do know of a few people, friends of friends, that didn't like it. I went um, to. I mean, I would instantly showing, unfriend them. The showing I went to, I went with um, one, two, three, four, five people, and we all walked yeah. out of there like, holy shit! And most of us walked out of there like, I'd go see that again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually planning a second trip. Yeah. So, may, I mean, there might possibly be a third. <laughs> so yeah, like, support uh, it was, those it was really good. Like I like. It's hard to beat uh, an intro film. Like, um, so right. the first Star Wars that came out, Episode Four, had a better opening weekend than Episode Five or Six. Uh, Phantom Menace had a better opening weekend than Attack of the Clones or uh, what is it, Revenge of the Sith? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, it, it's you usually can't beat the first one because it's just it's completely potential. You know, if somebody didn't like. Uh, they didn't like that Finn wasn't the Jedi, or they didn't like that uh, Ray wasn't a Skywalker, or whatever. And that's first movie only. I'm not spoiling anything there. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, um, you know, the the first movie just has more more possibility and more promise. So it's right. not unusual to not be able to beat that first movie. Um, so the the Force Awakens did 248.8 million. Um, uh, Last Jedi did about 220 million, uh, so that's Damn. that's pretty good. Yeah, and this is talking North America only because some <laughs> stuff's unfair. Like if it, it releases in the same week in China, then you just get an insane amount of money. So yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's insane. Um, like just looking at some of the stuff that we have here um, on what Disney owns now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, Disney also. I mean. It, it, as part of this massive amount of money, um, you know, Disney is acquiring Fox. Yeah. Uh, most of 20th Century Fox and 21st Century Fox. They're not getting Fox News. They're not getting uh, Fox Sports. A couple other properties. Yeah. But, well, uh, I mean, they're probably like, yeah, who the fuck needs them, right? Yeah, I would be like, um, yeah, you can keep that. Oh, I'm so worried about Fox News. <laughs> right. We're gonna make House of Mouse news, and it won't matter anyway. Yeah. Really. <laughs> uh, it's. Um, you know the uh, it, it's it's really weird. Like, uh, it does get into the article in the bottom here. Um, critics gave it a ninety three percent fresh rating, which is the best rating a Star Wars movie's ever gotten. On uh, as far as critics go, uh, okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, um, audiences have said that uh, it got a, a cinema score, which is they interview people in major. Um, movie theaters like I mean if you go to like the Chinese theater they interview you on the way out Um, so this is kind of like exit polling like for uh, political stuff 
basically they asked people on the way out what what grade would you give it and it got an a which is the best you can get um so the audience that was going to see it really enjoyed it apparently online um from some ninety-five thousand rotten tomato users the film only has a 56 percent but there's there's some talk that that could be um it kind of seems like it might be a review bombing run right because there's some certain political groups that are really against having a female main character and a black main character and you know there was a big complaint i saw online that people said they didn't like that the the uh resistance was being led by women it's like did you see the first fucking movie yeah mon mothma was in charge princess leia was her number two admiral akbar is a fucking fish yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm a fish yeah God damn it i'm caught in a trap underwater so it's like i don't understand <laughs> like it's really weird yeah and i mean continuing like even even the the new story for battlefront 2 which mm-hmm. after finishing female main it, character yeah female main character and man I, I don't know. It, like at first, I was like, "Okay, this this isn't grabbing me," yada yada yada. But as I was getting closer to the end, probably about halfway through, mm. it really like I, I I was really interested in what was happening in the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I really think if more people, I think people aren't giving it a it chance. Out. Yeah, people yeah. aren't giving it a chance. And if you want some cool, possibly like, like. I don't want to say conspiracy theory, but like theorist uh, ideas of things that are happening in the movie. Definitely play the game. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think uh, I think it brings up some interesting points that uh, that shine some light on some questions that you have from the movie. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then uh, my final. We'll swing right back around to sad news again. <laughs> um. Ooh, end on a downer. We we do that a lot. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we'll Idos Montreal. We'll say uh, something funny at the end just to make it right. Yeah. Idos Montreal has said uh, they're going to be switching to online games for the future. Um, so this is the studio that uh, specifically this studio uh, most recently released uh, the Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Um, this is also the studio that does the Tomb Raider games, and they've in fact announced a new Tomb Raider, right? Yes. And so, I think there's another thing that they're working on too. There's a Marvel Avengers something. Yeah, they have they, they have a deal for to do uh, Avengers properties. So that's pretty much guaranteed at this point that that's going to be an online game. So well, I know like someone a, who's working on it. Right. But I haven't heard anything about it, but right. They lied to us for a long time saying they're working on Tomb Raider. And they're like, right. well, yeah, no, it's this Avengers thing. Um. So that I think that's probably I would guess that it's going to be a hero shooter. Um, because you know they've worked on Avengers first-person games in the past. Uh-huh. Uh, not this studio, but just in general, that's been something that that has Marvel and then Disney has wanted to have made. Um, so love to hear about that. They've also recently said from uh, the studio that you know they weren't done with Deus Ex yet, but they you know a Deus Ex. An online, uh, you know, multiplayer Deus Ex game could be good, but it really that that's like really sketchy territory. Right. Because um, I don't think Deus Ex has ever been about 
the main character. It's never been about Adam Jensen or uh, I forget what the first name is. It's a different guy, but um, you know, it's never been about that character. It's about the world. It's about the technology in the world. It's about the the politics that are going on. So losing Adam Jensen or whatever, like I could give a shit less, but uh, I really don't want it to turn into like the Mass Effect multiplayer as a game. Right. You know what I mean? Which is what I see them doing. Which I, I really don't want that to happen. Um, yeah, it's kind of more of that. Like all the games that were winning this year of, of all the top awards were single player games, and like the biggest surprises were single player games. And I don't understand why there's this continuing trend of oh, single player's dead. It's like the Switch moved 10 million units uh -huh. on on the back of single player games. Nobody's buying the Switch to play Splatoon 2. I'm sorry. No, or arms. Just, I mean, like, if you're playing, if you're playing arms in Splatoon two, good for you. If you're playing Mario Kart online with your friends or whatever, that's great. But that's not what you got it for. But more than like, single player games. Yeah, more than likely you're playing, you're playing those games single player anyway, or local co op. It, yeah, or you're you know, most of the time you are. You're practicing, or you're playing against bots, or you're playing with your friend that's sitting next to you. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. um, you know, I, I don't understand why. The, the thing that needs to happen is not, oh, well, you know, single-player games don't make enough money. The thing that needs to happen is, how do we make single-player games... How do we, the company making it, spend less money? How do we make this more efficient? Right. You know what I mean? And that's not what people are looking at. They're, they just want to make every single new game has to be the biggest budget thing they've ever made. And that's not the way to get ahead in life. I mean, look at Ninja Theory. They pop out a badass Hellblade with a B-team as they're working on other stuff, with their own money, with their own crew, with the untested actress that is carrying the entire burden of the game on her shoulders, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And they knock it out of the park. They get multiple, you know, Game of the Year awards for, for different things. So, um... Yeah, yeah. I just don't, I don't understand the viewpoint. It's like, you just need to look at how your company is making single-player. It's not single-player gaming's fault, you know? Because they yeah. single-player gaming continues to... It's it's basically don't fucking phone it in, you know. Right. Stop. Stop right. resting on, you know, the pedigree of your title. Exactly. And like, then look at again. I mean, all. yes, all these are. Uh, we mentioned this before too. All these are Sony that I'm going to say. But look at all of the people's most excited upcoming games. Last of Us. That's single player. Yeah. We're talking God of War. Single player. We're talking Detroit. Single player. So, I mean, even you know, Red not Dead, that that's dead. Is majority of that game is going to be single player. <clears throat> yeah, the back of the game is going to be single player, and then when people have done all that, they'll probably play whatever the online mode is, the same thing that happened with GTA. Yeah. So, like, we made the single player story to draw you in, and here's the online to keep you playing for the next ten years or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of a weird outlook, and I don't know. It's, it's being mishandled by a lot of companies, and they're like, oh, we'll just copy... Battlegrounds, or we'll just copy Call of Duty, or whatever, and it's like, that's not profitable either. And they're gonna dump all this money into making this online infrastructure for this team that's only done single-player stuff. They're gonna have to completely turn over to new staff, which, you know, like like you said, we kinda know that they are currently working on that. Yeah. But, when you do that, you get Mass Effect Andromeda. You know? Right. When you, when you turn over to entirely new staff, you don't get the number one AAA... I as expected when it launches, you get something that was not quite what you were going for necessarily. I mean, the biggest thing is if, if you're going to turn it over to a new staff, a lot of the, a lot of the problem that I see is they do the too many cooks in the kitchen problem. 
Right. Where there's too many people and there's not a vision. Like, look at Kojima coming out of Konami. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else that's dictating, you know, where this is going. It's him. And and he'll take he'll take suggestions, but it's not like they're creating his game for him. Mm-hmm. So you know he, they have a solitary vision, and that's something that I feel like a lot of these games will end up lacking. Like it kind of comes down to the I think this should happen. Someone's like, no, it should probably go this way, and then it ends up being this half-assed middle ground thing. Mm-hmm. It's like Ron Swanson said, you know, take two things that you're going to half-ass and full-ass it. You know, right. Right. It's, it's like don't, uh, yeah. I, I really feel ass. like I, I really feel like you. A lot of these problems can be resolved by having um, a deeper direction, not having mm-hmm. as many people. You don't need more people to help make you know the story of the game work properly. You need more people to make what one person thinks is going to be powerful, and right. you know they they can still be wrong and they can end up in the same boat. But I still think it helps. Yeah, you know, I mean, look at all the people that like do a lot of the Last of Us like stuff. It, mm-hmm. It's sure it's it's made by a committee, but there's still one person that's like everyone looks at as right. the head honcho. Right. And if you don't have that head honcho and you can't be like that's the guy that's doing amazing things, then it starts to get sketchy. It starts to get sketchy. I mean, yeah, it depends on what you're making. You can make a game by committee, but it needs sure. to be something like a League of Legends. Yeah, it can be it, it. It can't be a heavy single player game. I don't think. Right. It has to be something that gives you a little bit of freedom, like a like something like Lawbreakers can be made by mm-hmm. committee. Um, something like uh, like almost any mul- like heavy multiplayer game, online mm-hmm. multiplayer game. Like that's fine. That's I mean that's kind of what it's for, you know, to bounce. And you kind of need that to get everybody's viewpoint, right? Right. Uh, but a single player and you're trying to get that like narrative and that story you know that story and the narrative you know like mm-hmm. down and then you know oh this needs to be played like this you can't have other people going no it should be like this I mean right. it's good but you can't have a second you know like 10 other people telling you where mm-hmm. to take it so that's just my fault I agree and I think it's cool I think it's cool that they're um like, it's probably not good that they're focusing on online. Right. Um, yeah, that's but, my issue. If, if they said, oh, hey, we're working on this... We're refocusing our multiplayer. Studio. Well, if they say, hey, we're working on a multiplayer online-only game, here's how we're doing it, and we're really interested for people to tell us about that, that huh? would be good. The problem is they're saying, oh, we're going to completely flip over to this thing we've never done. Yeah. And it's like, oh. But I guess we'll see what comes of that. I mean, only... You know, only time will tell at this point, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But cool. Um, I think that's pretty much all we have for uh, for this week. Um, I'm not sure how next week's going to go, seeing as how it falls right in between, you know, those times. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I mean, next week is literally... I mean, we could shoot it... On we could shoot it this Friday, but I don't think we'll have a lot of mm-hmm. a lot to talk about. Right. Yeah. This, I mean, we're pretty much done with releases for the year. Um, yeah. Um, so. so 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 it'll be a lot. You know, we might have a lot less, but giving us less things to talk about here um, gives us mm-hmm. time to think about more things to do otherwise. Right. Uh, you know, like 
playing Kids on Bikes with the devs. Um, I hope we can line that up soon. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, just keep an eye out for that. As you know, as always, follow us uh, over on Facebook.com backslash Men's Games Inc. Get all of this information and more, and chat with us on the daily about the stuff. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at Man's Games Inc. So you know when we go live, do stuff like this, live stream, pen and paper stuff, uh, beta access, you know, beta access or reminders for betas and more. Um, and uh, and yeah, don't forget the follow button here for Mammoth Games Inc. We appreciate that. And then of course for myself, the real Night Swarm here on Twitch, the follow button is always appreciated. Um, if there's anything that you think we should have mentioned this week, uh, drop us a line over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. And uh, you know maybe we'll pop that in as well, just like we mm-hmm. do with uh, just like we do with our games that we uh, miss out on uh, right. every now and again. But cool. Um, until next time, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Gord. We'll catch you guys later. Peace. <laughs>